0: Live to the world, now, Now, now. it's Sheila Zolinski. This is a very sinister Luciferian eugenics plan. These spineless weasels preach what people want to hear. They replace repentance with dreams of the good life. Dying daily, taking up your cross, suffering and sacrificing have been superseded with Name It and Claim It. And as dark as I know it looks out there, the good news is that God is advancing his kingdom. And it's very exciting to be a part of his Great Commission. The Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, End Time Watchwoman, Sheila Zelinsky. My guest today is retired Captain Jerry Flynn, whose bio I could literally spend the full show on, almost 30 years in the military as a signals, intelligent, and electronic warfare expert, as well as an advanced expert in radio warfare. Jerry, it's safe to say that you are an expert on various kinds of signals, frequencies, radiation, the kind of radiation emitted by today's wireless devices, including baby monitors, smart meters, cell phone, these Wi-Fi routers and cordless phones, and you can go on and on, iPads, tablets, it's all known to be harmful to humans. Russian and U.S. militaries have been known to use this since the early 1950s. The military-industrial complex and their equally corrupt colleagues have been deliberately deceiving the public in order to protect their interest. Low-level pulse non-thermal radio frequency radiation emitted by today's wireless devices is a science fiction, really. You can't smell this stuff, you can't see it, you can't feel it or hear it, yet it is everywhere, and we really cannot escape this, though, can we?
1: Well, but that is precisely why the military has recognized it's a perfect weapon for the very reasons you mentioned. You, you, You cannot detect it. On top of that, leaves no trace of evidence behind.
0: Well, and that's the frightening thing about this is when you think about the corrupt people who are they're really forcing these wireless devices upon us. There's a very interesting report called the Bio Initiative. It was issued in 2012. It has 29 authors, a litany of medical specialists from 10 countries, and the evidence really is irrefutable about the types of things that it's causing. What kind of things are these wireless pulse frequencies causing Dr. Flynn.
1: The scientists say that there's a direct correlation between the exponential increase in all of today's illnesses from every form of cancer to Alzheimer's, autism, ADD, ADHD, Parkinson's, ALS, cataract, to the exponential increase in wireless technology.
0: You can go from hormone disruption to cardiovascular irregularities and cognitive problems, depression and autism, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's, and a lot of these autoimmune deficiencies, these disorders, are directly linked to mineral disruption. And what does the mineral disruption come from? It comes from this radiation. I mean, this radiation is really the single most dangerous threat to humanity, really, isn't it?
1: That's exactly right.
0: Now, the smart grid, this is really, in my opinion, sir, it's really a military infrastructure. Talk a little bit about this smart grid for people to understand what we're talking about when we say smart grid.
1: Well, to begin with, the, 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 the so-called smart grid is um, where the, the country, the, the federal government, uh, plans to tie together all of the electric power utilities into one seamless uh, structure. Uh, all of which will be controlled and operated by smart meters. But uh, like I have written to the, the Prime Minister himself and also to the Minister of National Defense and to the Minister of Industry and Minister of Health trying to wake them up and to realize that there is no more vulnerable technology in the world than is wireless technology. If they go ahead and actually and activate uh, a wireless power grid It'll be the most vulnerable Canada has ever been exposed in its entire history. Uh, any third world country with um, electronic warfare weapons can bring Canada to its knees simply because they've used this foolish thing called wireless technology. We learned in the Second World War, for God's sake, how to, to jam any wireless radio signal. And that lesson continues today. Today they have far, far more effective and sophisticated weapons where they can literally... And I'm not kidding, with one, what they call electromagnetic pulse weapon, they can literally fry, as in a frying pan, all electronics in an entire nation.
0: That's quite stunning, really. I mean, North Korea, Russia, U.S., China, Iran. Iran, I mean, we know that these electromagnetic pulse weapons, I mean, we've looked at nefarious and insidious documents that the military, the DARPA, they have a lot of information that these electric utility companies have chosen to use these mesh networks get into that a little bit for people
1: well the uh, the, i think it was the the director of the cia uh, david petraeus and i think he's also a former um, defense secretary to one of the u.s presidents he has said that the utilities don't even want to talk about that is their vulnerability they know it and in fact, he has come out and said himself that of all the, the substations in the U.S., and there are probably hundreds of thousands of them, there are nine critical substations. And so that any knowledgeable, but any organized terrorist group, if they only knew those nine substations, they could literally bring the United States of America, the, the world's number one superpower... To his knees, it could knock them back 50 years into total darkness. And of course, any country without electricity will soon die because your food will eventually give out, your medicine eventually gives up, all your oil is stopped not produced. Nothing runs. Hospitals empty. I mean, you live in darkness, and people, and anarchy becomes the rule of law, and this will go on. So. I mean, mankind could be more stupid than to use wireless technology from a national security point of view. Because any and all wireless radio devices emit uh, radiation, and we know today that it's called non-thermal pulse radiation. Uh, We know that that is harmful to all living things, not just people, but to flora and fauna and to insects, for God's sake. We couldn't be more stupid than we are today, all driven by money and fear and corruption.
0: Absolutely. Well, it's important for people to understand that every smart meter contains two pulsing microwave transceivers. So you've got a, it's like a transmitter and a radio receiver, a radio circuit. You know a lot about this, obviously. So talk a little bit about the local area network and what that radiates and then this Zigbee that radiates, you know, in all directions.
1: Well, uh, any utility in North America only ever talks about the one transmitter. They would want you to believe, and they've gone to great pains to ensure that you uh, have the misconception that there's only a single transmitter inside that meter, the smart meter. And they would also have you believe that it radiates extremely weak signals, uh, very, very infrequently to the extent that you really uh, need not worry at all about it when nothing could be further from the truth. To begin with the the, the LAN, as you call it, is a local area network. That is the the transmitter that operates on 910 megahertz and by the way that particular frequency will cook food better and heat liquids better and faster than with your microwave oven frequency which is 2.4 gigahertz but they never want you to know that. see. Wow. They also don't tell you that that LAN transmitter for distances anywhere up to three kilometers, meaning that every home in your net, your mesh network community and these communities range in size from 500 homes to the smallest up to 5,000 homes. So within either of those uh, configurations, every single smart meter will irradiate every other single smart meter in that community and in turn be irradiated by all of this, all of the other neighbors that's one thing. Then they never mention that because they're using 910 megahertz which is a microwave frequency one of the characteristics of microwave is it must be line of sight meaning that my transmitter must see a receiver somewhere. So if I cannot see the utility directly and that utility might be maybe 30, 40, 50, 100 miles away literally then I have to, my transmitter has to rely on relays, so my transmitter will look to your house and to that neighbor's house and to this neighbor, like a daisy wheel, so before my particular data from my one and only land transmitter gets to the utility some many miles away, it could literally uh, relay off dozens to to actually hundreds of other homes, uh, meaning that the, each and every one of those homes will be bathed by my radiation without their knowledge. And nobody's ever measured this, you see. So that's another indication of where the utilities have been anything but forthcoming. They would have you believe that you're exposed to a minuscule amount of radiation or what matters to about a, a minute a day. When again, that's complete misinformation, deception, it's an absolute lie. I mean,
0: obviously, you're an expert in this area. When you think about the use of 900 megahertz and all this multi-path propagation, you'd think it'd be a problem on a certain bands. And these radio frequency signals can take, as we know, different paths when propagating from a source to a destination. So you'd think that, I mean, my question would be, Jerry, how then can smart meters Possibly, be expected to produce consistently accurate readings of a person's electrical consumption.
1: Well, they can't. Uh, no meter, no wireless meter, can ever produce predictably, reliably accurate readings. The, the more the denser the population, uh, the more dense that is, the denser the electromagnetic environment. Therefore, the un, the more unlikely you'll ever get um, anything <laughs> close or an accurate reading. And that, of course, explains why, to a large degree, why almost every jurisdiction in the world reports a certainly increased uh, monthly bills to anywhere they're, uh, they're very high, to atrociously high, they double, triple, quadruple, and even higher.
0: Well, several people in the United States have sent me copies of different bills, and yeah. there's actually a man in Oklahoma that got a $24,000 water bill. I mean, that is ridiculous, isn't it?
1: Of course it is, yeah. But the, the problem actually the problem actually starts in in uh, in the, the federal government of Canada, like Industry Canada, they when you if you have a radio transmitter and you wish to use it on the air, you have to get permission from Industry Canada to do so. They'll give you a license and they'll tell you on what frequencies you are allowed or authorized to emit that transmission or if you like right. affect that transmission. So Industry Canada. They are the ones who are, um, in the first instance, ignorant as hell, and I really mean that grossly ignorant, of what the has learned many, many decades ago, that the frequency 900 megahertz is one of the most lethal frequencies to any human, any living thing. It affects the, uh, it's very dangerous to the, uh, to the brain, to the central nervous system, or to the immune systems of the body. In fact, they have spe- uh, specified it's on, it's in one of my slides that the frequency range between well, say 900 megahertz to say 5 gigahertz. That is the most, that's the band of most interest to all the militaries of the world and that is why they have all of their weapons, utilize frequencies within that very band of frequency. And guess what, Ignorant like uh, Industry Canada. Because of its own ignorance, and I mean that literally, and I will challenge them on that, on their own ignorance, they're not aware of the military's exhaustive research for 70 years, and that the fact that they know that these frequencies are dangerous, nothing should be operated in those frequencies, period, especially not a baby monitor, for God's sake.
0: Well, I'm glad you brought up baby monitors, because think about the fact that we are being bathed in a toxic soup of this stuff at every level. But my concern, Jerry, really is 5,000 different biological structures making your body, you know, do various things. And a lot of what people don't know is children have about, what, what? 5,000 different systems in their body. Now, little children are not small adults. They're neurologically and, and physiologically immature. They have very little defense. And they have a blood brain barrier that protects their brain from toxins. But that takes, you know, a long time to form. And the nervous system in the body that controls all our muscles, all our movement, everything, that takes around 22 years to form properly. They say the immune system takes around 18 years to develop in a child. So, you know, the first symptom of microwave syndrome is an attack to the immune system and you know these little kids that have wi-fi in schools if you expose a child to low-level microwave irradiation, you're going to give that brain up to 2,000 small little electric shocks every second. And there's a German professor that was speaking about the amount of birth and mental disorders and other disorders of the brain in Europe in 2012, and it's shocking because we're talking about depression and sleeplessness and insomnia, all the things that have to do with microwave radiation.
1: I couldn't agree more. Again, it comes down to just simply greed, the history is there, there are literally thousands of reports to study, like scientific studies, for anybody to read, if only they would read them. It's just that the, like, I'll give you a good example, one of the, the big problems in Canada is the CWTA, now the CWTA stands for the Canadian Wireless Telecommunication Association, it is run by um, Bernard Lord, he's the Queen's Counsel, meaning a lawyer. He has the Order of New Brunswick. He was the two-time Premier of New Brunswick. Extremely bright, fluently bilingual, extremely bright, extremely competent. If I were looking for a CEO, I would go after him because of how extraordinarily competent he's shown himself to be. I personally believe he's as honest as you and I are, but I do believe that he's been duped by Health Canada into believing that this wireless RDE is perfectly harmless, and that cell phones are perfectly safe, because he is now the President and CEO of CWTA. which His job is to knock on any door in any level of government right across the country, which he can open any door with his contacts, and he's telling what he believes to be the truth. And I've actually alleged that the man is simply misinformed. Well,
0: and also, some of these people are informed, but they're up to insidious kinds of agendas. And I mean, think about the big mobile, big pharma, the big cancer, big money. I mean, it always goes back to always follow the money, right? And and even if we go back two decades ago, Jerry, if your secret service in your country said to the people, Now, listen, we're going to give you a little box. You got to carry this box with you everywhere you go, like an identity card. You got to carry this thing everywhere you go. We will be able to listen to every single conversation you have, whether it's on or off. We'll know everything you do. We'll track you 24 hours a day. Any message you send out, we'll be able to see that, you know, where you go, what you do. We have a device that will go in and unlock your private medical records, your bank records, all your secrets. If they had come out and said that, that they would do that, record all your conversations, not a chance that people would have took that. But so, fast forward 20 years, and it's really interesting. There's a 1996 paper that came out called the Terror Papers, and it talks about a genetic experiment, and we were all part of this genetic experiment, and so on. And it said at the end of the document, it would be very good if we could implant people with a microchip, but it would probably be not very practical, and it probably wouldn't be very well-received. And then they asked a very interesting question. How could we make people carry a device voluntarily? And the paper said that people must be betrayed. So it goes on to say, I mean, essentially they wanted to match one device that would be available on the market, that would match the frequency of the brain. And guess what it is, Jerry? And guess who carries it? Every single person almost on the planet, a cellular phone.
1: That's true. Yeah, that's very true.
0: So when you look at the Cold War and you look at what was going on I mean you were in the military you were in you're an expert in weaponry electrical weaponry now you don't need even to have implants they talked about that years ago because there's so many towers and hidden transmitters, and even streetlights have transmitters in them and, you know, these various signs. If they want, really, they could just beam into a microwave beam. I mean, that sounds a little far-fetched to people, but there's a lot of documentary evidence that shows during the Cold War, the Russians used them on the Americans and vice versa, and I think Barry Trower has one of the most comprehensive lists in the world of pulse frequencies and what they can do and you can implement certain types of aggression when you we know for instance that 6.66 pulses a when that goes into the brain it causes aggression and frequencies it can change the heart the sleep pattern it can induce hallucinations it can induce visual distortions hearing distortions depression people will can actually hear voices so when you go to those psychiatrists and say well i keep hearing voices you end up in what a mental institution so this is very very criminal too isn't it
1: of course it is but also like a a huge part of it is greed at the bottom of it or like you know the base of it all but when you combine greed with ignorance, I mean, you, you, it's just a recipe for disaster. Uh, I'll give you as an example, like the resonant frequency for an adult head is 400 megahertz. The resonant frequency for a baby's head is 700 megahertz. You have a look at BC Hydro. They went out a couple of years ago and they, um, quite a uh, publicity or a public event in announcing that they were the first uh, utility in, in Canada to have a Tetra, like Tetra is an acronym that stands for terrestrial radio, and this is for their own employees around power plants and that, and it operates in a frequency range of about oh, roughly 400 uh, megahertz, and it, it pulses around I think it's 17, 17 hertz, well see that just shows their own ignorance, this is their own employees, they don't realize that the human brain, the skull sorry, is 400 megahertz well, lo and behold, they're darned, they're, their own corporate uh, industry phone operates on in the 400 megahertz range. They modulate it with a pulse of 17 hertz that's right smack in the middle of the human range. And so they wonder, and Barry Trower, you mentioned his name, he's the scientist who did the study for the British police uh, on Tetra. And he found that's why so many of them were experiencing you know, like emotional problems and uh, anger management problems because of the, the injudicious or the ignorant use, if you like, of the wrong frequency and the wrong modulation. Similarly, like a baby's uh, head, because it, it, it the resonant frequency is 700 megahertz, it is more prone, uh, more harmed by frequency in that range, anywhere near 700 megahertz. So when you start getting up around 900 megahertz, where the, say, the smart meter is, that's harmful to a baby.
0: Well, I guess the stunning part of it is that you see these houses with smart meters on them, and they're right next to the little kids' bedrooms. I mean, that is just stunning that you see all these smart meters outside of children's bedrooms, and that's horrifying to me, isn't
1: it? Yeah. If you want to look at part of the cause, it's uh, in part our educational system. Like, we don't teach physics the way they do in Europe, or that is not as much as they do in Europe, which is why they are a little more informed than we are, but I mean the average person here, no matter how well educated they are, they could be uh, the greatest financial guru going, they could be the greatest p of any discipline you want, even the electrical engineer, like I'm dealing with an electrical engineer right now at the moment, so in his field he's probably uh, really well up there in terms of knowledge and expertise and respect, but he doesn't have a pitless clue about electromagnetic radiation. The fault is not his, it's the
0: educational system. Obviously there's a lot of these class action lawsuits that are going on against some of these companies but the part that really frustrates me is for example BC Hydro is a good example of this. You know for years I've been against smart meters I've railed against these things I've told people if they have an analog stick to them but now people don't have a choice they're going to go in on your property I have as a matter of fact my uncle they showed up on his property and switched out his analog when he wasn't even home. I mean, how? What gives them to right to just, like a bunch of jackboot thugs, to march on your property and switch out your stuff and put it in and say you're gonna take it and like it? What is that all about?
1: Well, that was Gordon Campbell when he brought in Bill C seventeen in in twenty ten, I think it was. Uh, that authorized, in fact, it actually mandated the electric utilities to go onto your property. Like you can't stop them. Uh, they cannot go inside your house without your permission. But as long as the meter on the outside of the house, you cannot stop them. And they, by law, and that's, that's the shocking thing about it, is by law, they can go in and simply unplug your dog on an analog meter, uh, even without shutting off the power, which is terrible. And then they simply plug this new electronic device on, which causes all kinds of fires and, and explosions of, of appliances. And they admit no culpability, no financial responsibility to repair any damages that might occur. They say that the fault was in your house wiring, it was too old. Uh, You know, it's because they're a monopoly, they exemplify what it means to be a covert bully.
0: Let's just take an average household. They've got probably a cordless phone, probably a Wi-Fi router or a wireless router. In addition to that, they've got an Xbox going It's on Wi-Fi. They've probably got all these devices. I mean, what is an average person? I mean, let's really break this down for people, Jerry. What is an average household looking at in terms of what they're getting bathed in here?
1: Well, I couldn't give you a number, but I can tell you it's dangerous. But let me give you an example I, where I can give you specific numbers that people can verify. Yeah, please. So, so yeah, just the fact that your house runs on the electricity. All electricity uh, gives off a magnetic field and an electric field. So, if you have a, any appliance, it doesn't matter whether it's a TV monitor or a coffee machine or a sewing machine or a power drill, anything that plugs in or hair dryer, if you plug it into the wall but do not have it turned on. You, you create what is called an electric field. Now that is harmful to all living things, not just people. If you then turn that machine on, be it your coffee maker or your hair dryer, that sets up what they call a magnetic field. And the magnetic field, they have known for decades that a magnetic field, and by the way, the you measure a magnetic field in what they call a flux. The unit of measurement is called milligauze. Millie meaning 1,000, like 1 over 1,000 gauze, G-A-U-S-S, that's the name of the scientist who discovered it. So 1 milligauss, they discovered uh, years ago that if you have a child in your home, the, uh, the average ongoing or ambient level of magnetic field alone from all your household appliances, that's your fridge, your stove and all that, typically 3 to 4 milligauss, that causes leukemia in children. Uh, in all the world, of all the countries, the country with the safest or meaning the lowest level permissible is, believe it or not, Russia. They allow uh, up to 1.5, like one and a half, milligaws That's from everything. The second safest country is Sweden. That allows 2.5 milligaws Canada, if you look on Health Canada's website for yourself, or if you look on BC Hydro's They also will tell you the same thing. Health Canada will say that over the years there have been uh, some reports of some alleged uh, illness here or some harm there, but there have been no quantifiable evidence, no conclusive evidence. And for that reason we think it's safe. And therefore they allow, remember I said that, Well, I should uh, add one more note, that scientists say that a safe home. Uh, should have an ambient level of not more than one milligauze, okay? So against that one, (laughs) not more than one milligauze, Health Canada will allow you to be exposed to a thousand milligauze. The United States of America will allow their citizens to be exposed to 10,000 milligauze. ICNR and the WHO, they make provision for a short uh, short time uh, exposure of up to 2,000 milligrams for residences and for uh, occupational workers up to 9,000 milligrams. And so you can see there's a huge, huge chasm between the so-called Western countries, or the Western Alliance if you like, and those of the rest of the world. And the reason for that is, again, is bloody corruption. You only have to look back at the, the WHO and the, the 10-year study they did. I think it was 1996 to 2006 uh, the the coordinator was Dr. Michael Rappacoli the same guy, Um, he was the guy that coordinated this 10 year, 250 million dollar international EMF study, EMF stands for Electromagnetic Fields, the same stuff we're talking about in your house okay, and so when he went out to uh, identify scientists to help him his studies, when it came to the, those for the, uh, what they call the power line frequencies, meaning the electricity in your house, he went out and he brought in eight different electric utility companies around North America, the, most, the biggest, most powerful. And so because of them, and their focus was on getting, uh, to make sure that they did not have to lower their standards uh, in the interest of safety, and so that, that explains why like Canada, which follows the U.S., like a dirty shirt, which is also followed by the WHO, which is followed by IGNOR, they all share similarly dangerously high uh, radiation allowances within the home. Because if the electric utilities industry were uh, forced to follow what, say, the Russian standards or the, the Swedish standards, for example, they would not be able to build any more of these high voltage transmission lines. And they might have to actually relocate some existing high voltage transmission lines that which you know, interfere with uh, residential areas.
0: You were in the military, so obviously you know a lot about directed energy weapons. Yeah. Those emit these high-focused energy transfer, yeah. I mean, transfers energy to a target to destroy it. But I mean, potential applications of that are just nightmarish. Get into that a little bit for people. I mean, because we see these missile defense systems and drones and, you know, all these electronic devices, even the electromagnetic radiation frequencies, when you think of particle beam weapons, say micro projectile weapons, I mean, that is a sci-fi alone, isn't it?
1: Well, it's, um, it's a, and this is where in, in industries being absolutely derelict, I mean, every every utility in the world that the resorts of the uh, the radio frequency spectrum, uh, they they're in a, they're in a swimming pool. They have no knowledge how deep it is, or the uh, the sharks that are in there. They're they're taking they're risking your life through their ignorance. They have no business being on the or using the electromagnetic spectrum. Period. That's for militaries and medical science.
0: Yeah, I mean it's just unbelievable when you think about the different things they're employing in the air. I mean it's bad enough that we have chemtrails and we're being bathed in all these cell tower electromagnetic frequent EMF. But I mean it's not just the surveillance and the Big Brother issue here, Jerry. It's the bigger, overarching issue of the totality of all these devices with. EMR wireless radiation and the culmination of what it's doing to the human body. Like these devices pulse wireless RF and microwave signals every, what, 5 to 30 seconds. Why is that significant? I mean, talk about the electrical design of smart meters as well and how it employs this switching mode power supply and it really generates very high levels of EMF.
1: Well, I, I strongly suspect that the electric utilities are in over the head in terms of their knowledge of what they call electromagnetic radiation, or which can be like a, a pulse or a continuous wave. But smart meters, all of today's devices, use pulsed emissions, which the military have known for decades is the more the most dangerous there is. Like the human brain or the human body, any living thing. We're all bioelectrical beings, meaning that we have very uh, minute, almost vanishingly weak e- electrical circuits in our system. But it's, a, it's like a, it's a direct current, uh, meaning that like I think the human brain is, can detect a man-made radiation down to what they call 10 to the minus 15, which is like one quadrillionth of a watt. I mean, scientists can't even measure that. Scientists have said, uh, all kinds of scientists from different companies of the world have said that there is no safe threshold of radiation. The only safe level is zero. In, in terms of uh, again, this is hydro with their uh, their ignorance. They say that um, a smart meter, well they say you can stand next to a smart meter for um, oh, 20 years and you'll receive this, no more radiation than you would from a a cell phone and I think 20 minutes or 30 minutes, which is absolutely preposterous. It, it just tells you they don't know what the devil they're talking about. To begin with, they don't tell you that uh, all of these devices emit pulses. And these pulses are millisecond duration. So that like in a, in a one second, you have a thousand uh, milliseconds. So in one minute, you have 60,000 milliseconds. So when you have in uh, in a day uh, where they would have you believe that, um, oh, the smart meters are active for not more than a minute a day, in actual fact, it was admitted in the California court of law that Pacific Gas and Electric, the largest utility there, uh, admitted that it's on average a smart meter. Now, this is just a land transmitter. This does not at all discuss the Zigbee or any smart appliance, just the land transmitter, It by itself will pulse on average 10,000 times a day, up to 190,000 times a day. And that's got nothing to do with whether you're home, whether you went to your circuit breaker and shut everything off, meaning that you're drawing zero power. That smart meter is still going to be active, as I've said, at least 10,000 times a day to 190,000 times a day, simply maintaining what the utilities call... Network management, where each of these smart meters talks to each other, maintains uh, their their, sec- uh, their security, like their encryption systems, maintains that the the voltage of the entire network is a consistent uh, whatever it is, like six volts or whatever the devil. Uh, and that's got nothing to do with your electricity consumption. That, in by itself, is bad. Then when you bring in like these smart appliances, where the industry has told you. But they expect every home in future will have 15 or so smart appliances. Each smart appliance will have its own ZigBee compatible transmitter, receiver, and antenna circuit, and it also transmits on the microwave oven frequency of 2.4 gigahertz. So you can imagine from today where you have none of this stuff on your house to the minute they, you have a, a fully operational a meshed network in your neighborhood, you suddenly find yourself with 17 brand new microwave pulsing transmitters, two outside your house inside the smart meter, 15 inside your house, all irradiating away on the microwave volume frequency, all without your knowledge, all without your permission.
0: Well, and that's the frightening part of it is because they're phasing out all these appliances and they're forcing these so-called smart appliances on everyone. And like you just alluded to, all these things are communicating with each other. You're being bathed in a toxic stew of this stuff. And from a biological standpoint, Jerry, it's been shown that red blood cells are damaged and cannot even transfer oxygen efficiently when they're exposed to this constant barrage of radiation of the electrical smart meters. There's a really good, excellent documentary called Take Back Your Power. People can bookmark takebackyourpower.net and they actually show that you mentioned earlier when you were talking about standing people next to a smart meter. They took people and this is done in real time and they take them near a smart meter and they show what their red blood cells are doing. I mean, some of their blood cells are bursting and stacking up on each other. I mean, that is just unbelievable in itself, isn't
1: it? Well, absolutely, that's for sure, yeah. You might want to know, Sheila, that uh, for future purpose, you may want to have him on your on your show. Is it Dr. Malcolm Patterson? Have you heard of him?
0: Yeah, I have heard of Dr. Malcolm Patterson.
1: Yeah, well, he lives in, um, in the Penticton area, and I have quite a good rapport with him. He's, um, we're very, very fortunate to have him. He arguably is one of, definitely one of Canada's top cancer researchers for many, many years. He's worked on three different continents, and uh, his last was like in Saudi Arabia, where he was invited by the king to come there and uh, lead a special study of uh, breast cancer in women, that was peculiar to women like in Saudi. Uh, He was there for, I think, five years, and prior to that, he was with... uh, the government of Singapore, who also invited him to head up a, a cancer research team there. he's um, He truly is a heavyweight, and he can um, get into the minutia of any of the science that, uh, like uh, when BC Hydro or Fortis BC, when they um, had their application before the BC Utility Commission, they went out and they hired this firm from the U.S. called Exponents Inc., And they're really scientists for hire. And they had two in particular, Dr. William Bailey and Dr. Yakov Shikolnikov. And they're two quite brilliant fellows. But say this Dr. Malcolm Patterson certainly has. uh, And he is fighting um, very, very, (laughs) he's supposed to be retired, but he's putting in as many hours as I am, I'm sure, just like trying to fight this from the the central Oregon area.
0: Well, yeah, I've read some of these hellish scenarios posted in many of these men's research and literature on it and you know it's been proven that this stuff wreaks havoc on our DNA it breaks up our blood cells it fries the brain essentially this is like sticking someone kind of I mean this is a crude example Jerry but it's like sticking your kid in a microwave oven kind of isn't it well
1: actually is it truthful? well yeah it's the thing is the microwave oven you're there for like a short time so it's like it's acute exposure but, the, I mean, scientists know that the body is more harmed by prolonged exposure. And that's why, like, I'm in the process at the moment when you phone me, Sheila, I'm in the process of writing to the city of Vancouver. Because they've announced just recently that they've they struck a deal with Telus, a five-year contract, to um, introduce city-wide free Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, yeah. Yeah. And... The thing is, they don't, and I'm writing to their, they have a a chief digital manager of digital technology, and I'm writing to her to ask her, are you not like legally liable to keep yourself abreast of what is really happening here? And uh, I'll be interested to hear what her reply to me. But if I can just go to smart meters, I just want to go to some like compelling evidence that anybody who cared one whit, anybody who had any kind of a conscience. I mean, how can you ignore the American Academy you know, of Environmental Medicine who warned governments about smart meters? How can you ignore, like, the, well, the CIA director, David Petrick, he said that he actually confirmed that governments can and will use wireless smart appliances as spy devices. <laughs> smart meters will track more private information than the GPS devices in your car. And oddly enough, the U.S. Supreme Court just recently declared that GPS tracking required a warrant, and yet it doesn't require a warrant to be in your house.
0: That's on record that the CIA is on record saying they're going to spy on us through our smart appliances and of a- this other technology i mean it's been proven that these nefarious globalists they've said on record they want a nice manageable population of about 1 billion people down from a 7 billion that's pretty staggering i mean this reeks a depopulation to me too though because when you think about geoengineering and chemtrails and gmos and these frankenfoods and chemicals like fluoride in the water and all this big pharma we're getting pummeled here six ways to sunday aren't we jerry
1: well, if you really want to go down that path of conspiracy, <laughs> you simply can't ignore it when you do as much research as I have. But have your readers make note of the Trilateral Commission. Okay, the Trilateral, all one were Trilateral Commission. And then make note of the, the Carlyle Group, C-A-R-L-Y-L-E Group. And then make note of the Bilderbergs, B-I-L-D-E-R-B-E-R-G-S. And then look at the Council of Rome.
0: Council of Foreign Relations, the Bilderbergs, the Trilateral, the IMF. I mean, all these guys, the Carlyle Group. This yep. is one big globally orchestrated yep. sci-fi, really. Yeah.
1: It's uh, it's quite terrifying where you hear people like the largest land, hole, land baron in the U.S. is... Uh,
0: Ted Turner and the other guy that's buying up all the water rights is good old uh, yeah. T. Boone Pickens.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, Oil, he got his money from oil out. Well, Turner in particular is on record for seeing the worst worst population, I think, should be, is it 600 million?
0: Yeah, a nice little manageable 600 million down from 7 billion. Bill Gates is on record saying, you know, if we do a really good job through forest vaccinations, we should be able to reduce the population by 20 to 30 percent I mean it's very very clear at the end of the day we're talking about depopulation I wrote extensively on depopulation but the more nefarious piece of this too is this this really is a very sinister eugenics plan as far as I'm concerned
1: you know you're absolutely right Um, do you know who uh, here's a question for you who owns the WHO the World Health Organization
0: Well, I know that the World Health Organization is the directing and coordinating authority for health within the United Nations system. I mean, its very name implies that it takes direction from and serves the needs of the people all over the world, but the truth is quite different. I know the largest contributor to the WHO budget is not a government. It is the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation, which provides more funding than either the U.S. or the United Kingdom. The Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation may appear to be a savior when it provides 300 plus million to the WHO budget, but those dollars come with strings attached. I actually talked about this last fall. The WHO Director General, Dr. Margaret Chan, admitted as much when she said, my budget is highly earmarked, so it is driven by what I call donor interest. So instead of being on the front line when a communicable disease crisis appears, it spends its time administering what Gates and his team of little cabal have determined is best. So when you have private philanthropy and it's, inherently undemocratic. You know, it's a top down driven process in which the wealthy individual tells the the outfit what they're going to do. And the Gates are not alone in using their deep pockets to confound what should be publicly held responsibilities. You know, Mr. Eugenics himself, Mr. I want everybody on the planet vaccinated. That's pretty stunning that his mitts are deeply entrenched in this whole system.
1: And you just know that his own personal wealth is heavily invested in tech stocks. That's Very. A, okay. And therefore, no study is going to be come out of the WHO that meets with his disapproval.
0: Well, you know what's stunning about you making the connection of Bill Gates and the WHO is that... Bill Gates was very heavily invested in these, call it whatever kinds of vaccinations, Ebola vaccinations, the Spanish flu, he was just talking about at a massive conference in New York a month ago on how people, he wants to now regiment forced vaccinations, and he's got all these cures now for Ebola. He stands to make the biggest profit by these forced vaccinations.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah,
0: that's that's unbelievable, really, when you think about the... And, and when you sort of culminate this, you know, you go through the health effects with this low-intensity, non-ionizing electromagnetic radiation, and you look at even... Like, I know the American Academy of Environmental Medicine issued a report back in 2013 talking about the negative health effects associated with automated smart meters. And in the report, it actually says that emf and rf in the disease process is absolutely huge and doctors are even starting to pay attention to this aren't they
1: well i mean there's so many scientists that have come out in, in their own way in various ways but they're all saying essentially the same thing as this this radiation well barry trower you mentioned him earlier he has said that this emr will prove to be the worst genocide the planet has ever known
0: isn't that a stunning statement the worst genocide the planet has ever known. And when you look at some of the common health effects, for example, who's a good example of this is Dr. Laura Presley out of Texas. Her -hmm. and her husband are electronic engineers. You know, they're laying in bed and all of a sudden they get these pulsed electric skin sensations every 25 minutes. So when they had the power company come out in Texas and, and look at what was going on, they shut that off those pulsed electrical skin sensations stopped. You know, uh-huh. she was getting headaches and inflammation uh-huh. and twitching and, I mean, this is just stunning about these repeated muscle contractions that people have at night when they're going to sleep and these periodic muscle contract, are like twitching every 25 uh-huh. seconds. And that's consistent when these meter pulses, they send this data out. And, and what's stunning is that because the radiation emissions are not visible to the eyes, that's the thing. I mean, you're not consciously aware of the huge amount of radiation that are being pulsed out by these smart meters, yet our bodies are sensitive and feel the effects of that pulsed radiation, don't they?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. Now, for your listeners, uh, Sheila, this will give you some idea of how impotent the, the President of the United States is. I mean, he's a figurehead much like, uh, well, no, I guess um, our Prime Minister probably has more power uh, in Canada than, say, does the president of the United States in his own country. Because back in 1961, now that was, what, 54 years ago, U.S. President Dwight D. Eisenhower, he warned, the, this is on his farewell speech, he warned the American people to be on guard against the emergence of a corrupt military-industrial complex. He said that the potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry can protect democracy. Just two years later, U.S. President John F. Kennedy, as the second president, 1963, he said, the high office of the president has been used to foment a plot to destroy the Americans' freedom, and before I leave office, I must inform the citizens of this plight. That was made in a speech made to Columbia University on November the 12th, 1963. 10 days before he was assassinated. 1968, just five years later, this is President Lyndon Johnson, as a three consecutive U.S. president, in his State of the Union address, coming into power, he said, he pledged to keep Americans safe in their homes and at work. Part of the New Deal uh, consumers were being promised was that he would protect them against hazardous radiation from TV sets and other electronic equipment. This became law when he signed the Radiation Control for Health Act and Safety Act in 1968. And that was long before any of this wireless stuff. In 2004, Senator John McCain, he said, and this is a quote, at that time he was the chairman of the uh, U.S. Senate Committee, uh, Commerce Committee, he said, to best sum it up, he says, we have seen compelling evidence that there is an incestuous relationship between the defense industry and defense officials that is not good for America. In about 2008, former U.S. President Bill Clinton, he was uh, talking to a former uh, White House uh, reporter, said to her, Sarah, there is a government inside a government, and I don't control it. And this is a quote that she made, Sarah McClendon, McClendon, I beg your pardon, in reply to what he asked her, she asked him the question, uh, to comment on like UFOs. But that was just telling, and I've got another one here, 1971. And again, this is still before there any uh, wireless technology, uh, and people don't realize this, but in 1971, uh, U.S. President Nixon, his own Electromagnetic Radiation Management Advisory Council, warned him, quote, power levels, meaning radiation levels, in and around America's cities, airports, and homes, may already be biologically significant the population at risk may well be the entire population, the consequences of undervaluing or misjudging the biological effects of long-term low-level exposure could become a critical problem for the public health, especially if genetic effects are involved." And that's actually the zapping of America, which I have. Isn't that terrifying? (laughs)
0: <laughs> it's not only terrifying, but it's interesting that years ago, I had a an intro on one of my shows, and it actually had the words of JFK. It said, the very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society, and we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and secret proceedings. He said, for we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covert means. For expanding its sphere of influence on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. When you think about those excerpts from that JFK speech at the waldorf astoria hotel in new york in 61 i don't imagine too many people jerry understood who president kennedy was speaking about in the early 60s but today there's no doubt he was speaking about this evil globalist cabal and their efforts to enslave and depopulate the planet as well as dominate through complete totalitarianism
1: well what you're saying i think is absolutely correct the shame of it all is that the uh, Yes, there were a minuscule number of people that knew it back in the early 60s. Uh, today, uh, 2015, sadly, like too few of us know this. Um, but I mean, gradually you know, like people are uh, becoming educated they are, they are hearing and uh, the way we're raised is to kind of believe our, our government. but sadly, we've come to realize that we're not being told the truth. And the shocking thing about it, if people would only realize, like, for example, the media, in the media, for example, back in just after the Second World War, three quarters of all newspapers were independently owned. About 15 years ago, something like 50% of them were owned by conglomerates. Just today, something like 90% of what everybody reads or sees or hears is controlled by five major conglomerates. That's scary.
0: Yeah, and these agendas are funded by Rockefeller Foundations. You mentioned Carnegie, Ford, Mellon, Harriman, Morgan. Think about Brothers Aldous and Julian Huxley, as well as Bertrand Russell, introducing the idea of global scientific dictatorship by means of eugenics. That's making mankind slaves through mass psychology, eugenics, make people love their slavery. And, you know, that is really very hard to abolish a dictatorship like that when you've got these nefarious globalists and these eugenicists using tools like genetic manipulations and these technologies like we're talking about today to further their insidious agenda, because really the aim is global mind control over a reduced humanity. so it's pretty it is pretty stunning well jerry to do give out your information for the listeners that do want to contact you
1: oh by all means um if anybody just send me an email and uh, i'll share my powerpoint with anybody who wants it provided they promise to share with others
0: well that sounds like a good deal to me Jerry's information, folks, is linked there at weekendvigilante.com Jerry, thanks for coming on the program and, and God bless you for all the work you've done. I know you've sent a lot of letters to heads of government and again, the tireless work you've done, opening up people's eyes as to the horrors of what is going on here. So I really want to thank you for that and I want to thank you for coming on the program today.
1: My pleasure, thank you for inviting me Sheila.
0: My pleasure, Jerry. Folks, that was Jerry Flynn, Captain Jerry Flynn I could have took the whole show just telling you about his impressive bio in electronics, weapons, in signal intelligence, radio wave frequencies. This man is just absolutely been relentless in his pursuance of trying to shut down smart meters and warning people of the dangers of this wireless technology. Folks, it's really important that we really get an understanding on what is going on. And I I cannot recommend highly enough that movie Take Back Your Power. Go to takebackyourpower.net and watch the incredible in real time documentary that talks about smart meters. And if you do not have a smart meter, make sure that you... Tell your company that you do not want a smart meter. These things are dangerous, folks. As I've railed against these things, we've tried to get them removed. We did get them removed out of Saskatchewan, the province of Saskatchewan, and we're working heavily to try to do this, folks, but we are only a small handful of people. And one of the things I really want to encourage people to get involved in, and I can't stress this enough, is the Salt and Light Brigade. It is not an organization, but it's an organism dedicated to restoring righteousness across North America because it's no secret that the world is growing darker. The enemy appears to be waging their war completely unopposed. We see religious liberty attack all over the nation the homosexual rights to homosexual indoctrination of our children in public schools from demands to bake cakes to court imposed homosexual marriages we see the enemy is on a relentless march to completely destroy our way in our culture here in the West. And tragically, this is happening with virtually no opposition from the Christian community whatsoever. And Dave Dabemeyer, as everyone knows, former high school football coach, has organized. I believe it's an incredible brigade. It is the Salt and Light Brigade. And essentially what he's asking, folks, is will you join with us so we can get coordinated to start launching an attack back on all these fervent assaults on our our religious liberty? If you have not already, please do join the Salt and Light Brigade. I'm really behind this effort. I coach Dave Dobbmeyer. It's saltandlightbrigade.org. That's Salt and Light Brigade. All one word org enough is enough. It's really time that we got organized, mobilized, and we really started fighting back here because enough of laying down. It's time for us to get organized because we are the salt and light. So get a hold of Coach Dave Dobmeyer, again, Salt and Light Brigade. And I really encourage everyone to get behind shutting down smart meters. There's another great website. I want to remind everyone, stopthecrime.net is an excellent resource. There's a lot of articles from, we mentioned earlier in the program, Barry Trower. There is some incredible information at stopthecrime.net. Please do go check out their website. It has just got a plethora of excellent information. Folks, it's going to be an absolutely fantastic week. Tomorrow, I have none other than the renowned Dr. Thomas Horn. Wednesday, Paul Bagley. Thursday, I ha- I'm hoping to have... Dr. Ron Paul stopped by for a short time. And Friday, Miss Carla Butad with an incredible teaching. It's going to be a great week, folks. And just a reminder that this broadcast is 100% listener funded. I do not have an airtime sponsor right now. I believe it's an important program. I believe it's one of the very few out there that is talking about the news behind the news, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. And if you want to keep me on the air, folks, please do what you can prayerfully and please do be praying for my ministry and I thank you in advance for that and just a reminder I'm sending out a newsletter at the end of the week I've got a few more things to put in there and if you have not signed up for my free e-newsletter please do that please folks do sign up for my podcast as I always say the big pink button on the right hand side of my website It says Sheila's Podcast. Do sign up for that and do add me on social media, Twitter, Facebook, my YouTube channel. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast today. I hope you enjoyed the program. Good night and God bless.